Let's get hype! Welcome into the postseason Husker Hypecast. Is that fair? Can, yep. can we call Is this postseason now? It's Champions Week. Is this Scott Frost's first non-regular season game? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this whole thing just has kind of felt like uh, an extended postseason. Like, this season is never going to end. I, I mean, look, I would be okay with that. More football is better than less football. That's true. Give me a game next week. Give me a game the week after that. And then I think at that point, once they play the college football playoff, I don't need any more games. But, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks, I'd take, I'd take two more games. I don't know if Nebraska would. Though maybe because they did want to play football. So I, I think they would. I don't know. I think my cynicism is probably due to the fact that I'm laser focused on this Nebraska basketball Doan University matchup tonight. Is it a house divided? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it is definitely not. Oh, man. Uh, I, I really want you to have one of those rocks that has like a tiger on one half and a corn husk on the other half. And it sits out front of your, your sprawling property down there in mid-central South Lincoln. Uh, I, I, that's, that's what I'm picturing right now. Yeah. I don't think that'll I don't think I don't think that there's too many hard feelings going into tonight's matchup, but just a lot of excitement for Eduardo Andre, the debut. So Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be yeah. fun. The the Husker Hypecast is not about Nebraska and Doan. We could do a separate one for that if you would like. Yeah, look for that to drop this afternoon. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh let's get into the football. Weird week, obviously. You got signing day right in the middle of it. Nebraska coming off of an ugly, no other way to describe it, loss to Minnesota on Saturday. And they're playing a game on Friday night. So it's just everything's a little bit different this week. Scott Frost spoke on Monday and on Wednesday. And before we dive into just the general questions that we have about this game, I'm curious, was there anything that he said either Monday or Wednesday that that is worth kind of jumping out right here in this podcast? Uh you know, I, I don't know, Brunson. Nothing pops to my mind that was really surprising. Um, I mean, they're, they're he says they're still motivated to go play, but he also says um, he does say, you know, I think guys are getting tired of the season a little bit in the same sentence. But that's across college football. I just think, I think uh, this week you're going to see some teams that are completely done with it, and. Uh, the teams that aren't completely done with it are going to emerge victorious. That's sort of going to settle some outcomes this week, I think, across college football. Yeah, this this week feels like a very big example of who wants to be there more. Like, I feel like guys just wanting to play and having something to play for, whether it's, you know, real or Michael Jordan imagined, um, I, I think that's going to be worth probably a touchdown on the scoreboard this week at least. And you throw in the fact, I mean, we'll get into this, I'm sure, but you throw in the fact that um, Nebraska essentially is traveling, you know, halfway across the country to play on a Friday night in an empty stadium in New Jersey where the the temperature at kickoff is going to be eight degrees. Uh, You probably have legitimate concerns about their you know, how excited they're going to be to be there. So we can talk about that. But I think, I think that's – I think BC's right. Motivation is going to be huge for a lot of these games this week. 
Well, and Frost, I mean, this is looking ahead a little bit, but Frost even said when asked about a bowl game, if that's something they'd have to discuss within the team. We've seen other teams basically come out and, and you know, I think Boston College was one of them where the players just voted they're done. Uh, so that that is a possibility. I mean, so that's that's out there at the very least. One of the things that we haven't really discussed much on this podcast, uh, when, when BC and, and all of us got together on Tuesday, we talked about it a little bit, but Frost hadn't spoke. Brendan Hymas, not going to be playing on Tuesday. Uh, so what – or excuse me, on Friday. What do you guys think that this looks like for Turner Corcoran, who's got to go against a Rutgers defensive line that's better than what people might think? Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, it's a tough assignment because they're a very active defense. Um, their stats don't just blow you away by any means. I mean, they're like 11th in the league in rush defense and 10th in total defense and – 11th and pass defense. So they're not like a statistically great unit, but they're pretty veteran at some spots. And, uh, you know, Turner Corcoran, uh, as much potential as he has, he's played very limited snaps so far. He's been on the travel roster for all these games, but he's only played in two of them sort of in mop-up duty. Uh, so this is going to be a whole different ball game for him. Um, that said, uh, we've seen him go against high caliber players in his high school career. Like a, in the all-star game, he did pretty well. And I mean, he's, he's gone against those guys at camps and uh, various settings where he's seen some of the better players. That's different than a game. I understand. Uh, but he's familiar with going against really good guys. Uh, so maybe that helps him a little bit, but it is a pretty fascinating deal when you're watching in a Husker line, that's going to be starting three freshmen. Majority of the offensive line is freshmen one sophomore in there uh, that could be both scary and I guess kind of exciting and a reason to uh, add some intrigue to this game for those that are sort of like, ah, I don't really want to watch that. Runs, what are you kind of looking for for this offense coming off of a rough day against Minnesota and what on paper looked like it was going to be a good day uh, against one of the worst defenses in the conference? Nebraska wasn't able to turn it into points. They weren't able to turn it into yards. How do you think they respond coming out against Rutgers and Piscataway? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think I'm kind of of two views of this. You know, I, I think if you're Nebraska, you continue to kind of try to do what you've done, but do it better uh, than before. And, you know, the other part of that, too, is I wonder if – and I don't think there's enough time to really do this, but, I mean, do, do, do teams kind of view this a little bit more like a bowl game in a way where you, you might throw – a couple more wrinkles in there, get a little bit more creative or, or do something a little bit different than what you've done before. I, I lean towards no, just because I don't, I don't know how much time there's going to be to install that stuff on a short week, but it feels like maybe if you're going to kind of throw some wrinkles or get creative, this would maybe be the week to do it. If you're Nebraska, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, what you're going to do, on a short week with what you've already done, that's going to be significantly better aside from just executing. Like that's just kind of where I'm at. So we'll see, you know, what they opt to do. I mean, do you, do you, I'm not looking for like 2014 holiday bowl where you just throw the playbook on the ground and draw it up in the dirt. But do you guys think you see more wrinkles this week? Um, not really from Nebraska, maybe from Rutgers. <clears throat> Rutgers is, in the games I've watched, and I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on the Scarlet Knights. I'm not. But I have I have seen them do a couple 
uh, <laughs> sort of trick plays and my brief flip through uh, to their games. Um, so I know that's in their bag. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a, a thing or two. They seem to do that stuff with Vedral too. Vedral <clears throat> is sort of a jack of all trades type of guy, as we know from him playing different sports and all this stuff. And he's good at that sort of improvised stuff, I think. But we don't even know if he's going to play, which I'm sure we'll get to further. But uh, I think Nebraska is going to be pretty standard in this game, especially the weather kind of makes me think that too. I think this is going to be just a rugged, kind of ugly football game um, that uh, the team who turns it over less is going to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that BC didn't go into a deep dive into the binder. He has a binder for every team in the conference for his observations <laughs> on what he's seen throughout the season, and, and it seems like he just shied away from it a little bit. So. Thicker than Bill Callahan's playbook. Wow. Is that true, Brian? Well, that was that stuff's supposed to be kept confidential, and so I don't appreciate being public that I have binders on all these teams. Um, but I, I haven't got to the binder on Rutgers yet. I just so I'm a little behind, so I'm embarrassed about it's been it. Part of your process since you were an 11 sport athlete at Omaha North, I mean, you had binders <laughs> on your opponents, and I mean, you were film study for you was often aerial shots of of you know the plays and, and being able to diagram things out. You're just cerebral in your preparation. I did know a lot about what Omaha Brian was going to bring to the table from their formations on the soccer pitch. So yeah, that is true. Um, through, through a lot of advanced study. I appreciate BC, by the way, starting off that with, I've watched, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a Rutgers expert, but I'm going to give you 10 minutes here on what the Scarlet Knights are going to do. Yeah. And their favorite play and what formation they're going to line up with on third down and two. It's Anyhow. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm going to leave this open to both of you guys because one of the things that I've found kind of curious it's happened now a little bit twice in that Nebraska utilized Luke McCaffrey a lot in the Ohio State game Nebraska utilized U Luke McCaffrey quite a bit in the Iowa game the subsequent games after those when Adrian is a starter it seems like they go away from him a little bit I was surprised that the only Real time we saw him on Saturday against Minnesota was when Adrian had to run off the field and they, they brought him out there and he threw two passes coldly. One of them was picked off. And so I'm curious if one of the wrinkles that Brunts might be hitting at is going back to utilizing both quarterbacks in the game flow. Is that something you think you could see on Saturday or well, excuse me, Friday night? Is that I mean, a question I, for me or Bruns? I think you'll, I think both of you. I think anyway. I'd see a little bit more use of him. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, everybody's kind of wanted to see him at, at uh, wide receiver a little bit more or, or something like that. But I, I wasn't Frost asked about it this week or last week. And he basically said they've been having to give him so many reps at quarterback that they really haven't had a chance to, to work him elsewhere. So I don't know. I, I, I've been a little surprised that they went away from it. I don't know if, you know, coming off of the way that Adrian Martinez played last game, if maybe you see it a little bit more than you did, you know, with, with Adrian coming off of two decent performances. You know, like, I don't know if, if, you know, column A affects column B in that situation. I wouldn't mind seeing more of them in this game. Um, I'll be honest. At this point, we're so far into it. I'm throwing out the part about worrying, like, how much they get the ball downfield or anything like that. Um, I, I think in a game like this with the weather as it is, uh, 
the, you might, they might need to grind out a, a 1930s plan, game plan because that's, that's sort of what they do best, just the quarterback run stuff. And when you talk about that, I think Luke McCaffrey, um, when he was playing, was on the verge of probably having a couple breakout plays in the run game. And so if that's going to be your plan of attack to maybe just keep it simple, especially in these conditions and, uh, you know, really a lot of QB run stuff, I, I would think McCaffrey would have to be heavily involved. So if we shift gears over to the defensive side of the ball, they had another game on Saturday where they kept a team inside of 30 points. I think they've largely done their job this year. Illinois game uh, aside, and even that one, five turnovers from the offense generally put them in short field position and, and they struggled with the quick change aspect of it. What, what areas, I guess, if, if this is sort of the final game, you know, who are, who's, are you watching to see that could be a player for Nebraska next year? I guess guys that basically aren't seniors, which there's a few on the defensive side of the ball that you're going to be kind of keeping a close eye on just to see how they sort of finish this season out and, and weigh it against the rest of the games that you've seen Brunt. Who am I looking for on defense specifically? Yeah, basically, it's a muddled question that sounded terrible. Uh, Make it sound better. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, it, it sucked. And when I was halfway into it, I wanted to quit, but I couldn't. I feel that way half the time I talk, and so do the people listening. So just buck up, there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, head up. <laughs> so I think, I think probably on defense, I'd, I'd be looking more at a guy like you know who, who I, I thought actually played okay uh, against Minnesota is Nick Henrik. Um, you know, he's been asked to do a lot this year with outside and inside. He's going to play somewhere a lot for Nebraska next year. I'm curious to see how much he plays, uh, what his role might be. You know, Luke Reimer was kind of beat up in that Minnesota game. Not sure what his availability is going to be. But um, that, that, that's one guy on, def on defense I think I'll, I'll be watching a little bit. Um, you know, maybe another one. You know, does Cam Taylor Britt continue to play well? I mean, he's Nebraska's only all-conference player on, on defense. So, um, you know, he, he's going to be have to be the star for Nebraska next season. So that, that's maybe where I'd look. I, I think just defensively, though, I, I think this is a game that Nebraska can really kind of muck up and, and maybe make life a little bit difficult for Rutgers. As good as Rutgers has been at times, I mean, they're not – and they've got some skill position players, but they're not, you know, an offensive juggernaut by any means. That's just what I was going to say. I mean, BC, you look at, at Rutgers and they've got a 400 yard rusher, nearly a 500 yard rusher and Isaiah Pacheco. And then Bo Melton is another good receiver that Nebraska faces here again. And, and 42 receptions, 557 yards, 66 yard long and six touchdowns. I mean, he's, he's had a nice season. They have certainly Aaron Crookshank who people might remember. Uh, and Shameen Jones. So they've got three pretty good receivers. It just feels like they have a little bit more going for it on offense. This is not a, an easy day for Nebraska's defense. I think they're going to be stressed uh, on a couple different levels. Even Arthur Sikowski, the backup quarterback, completing 68% of his passes. Uh, he's not looking to push the ball down the field a ton, but he also hasn't turned it over. So I just think that it's going to be a little bit tough at times for Nebraska. Yeah, it could be. Um, again, though, uh, the conditions, I, I just think it's going to be a grinder. And I think uh, if Nebraska's run defense shows up to play um, and gives the sort of performance it did, 
they need the Iowa performance on run defense. Give me that performance again, and I like Nebraska's chances if they can hang out of the ball on the other side, big if. Uh, but to me, that's going to be the thing. If Nebraska can stand up, not let ye- leaky yards appear in this game, that sometimes happens in cold weather games too. Um, you know, it, the tackling's maybe not quite as crisp sometimes, and the guy, he, it should be like a two-yard gain, and he stumbles forward and he gets like six or seven yards, and then it's second and three. Um, that's the type of stuff that Nebraska's got to be better at this week that was not as good, I didn't think, even though it wasn't a terrible performance by the defense, it was just kind of a meh performance from me against Minnesota. And uh, there were some leaky yards in there. That, that can't be a part of it tomorrow or Friday, whenever this thing airs. It is, uh, it is on Friday. It is, yeah. it is absolutely on Friday. What, uh, we, we haven't talked about this at all. Connor Culp is looking like he's going to be back for Nebraska, likely going to have the place-kicking duties again next year. What, what do you guys make of the fact that Nebraska seems to have settled on a kicker a year after last year's just sort of debacle? It's good news. Like, I mean, the, the, they've been – he's been consistent enough that you feel pretty good about it. He's gotten some kicks into the end zone. Um, you know, I, I think when we kind of do a post-mortem on this season, um, you know, he's been – good enough to feel like that special teams, I think has improved in some areas. I mean, they need to get better with the punting units for sure. But I I think, you know, Nebraska has maybe not hit gold in the transfer portal to this point, but I think Connor Culp's a guy that certainly has been, uh, you know, what Nebraska needed there. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. All right, let's just dive into the prediction Time. Oddly specific predictions. We will start with Michael Bruns. What are you going to give us? Well, it's going to be cold. Um, I think think, oddly specific there. How cold? I'm going to predict a six. The the kickoff temperature is going to be six degrees. Jeez. In Piscataway. That's my, that's one oddly specific prediction. I think that, that this is going to be a, I think Nebraska is going to actually run the ball okay here. Um, I will predict that Nebraska will run for 198 yards, and you're going to see 100 of that come from the running back position. Wow, that would be a change. Who has the bulk of the running back yards? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I lean – I'll say Mills, and I think – a good amount of that yardage is going to come on a 34-yard run where he runs over a couple guys and uh, gets to the third level. So a 34-yard run for Mills, 100 yards from the running backs, Nebraska overall 198 yards rushing. Is this Mills Is this Mills' last game as a Husker? Yeah. I will say yes. I well, think everyone that went Well, 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 we, we don't. I, I don't want to say – I don't think he's going to be back next year. That will depend on whether Nebraska plays in a bowl game. Why do you guys think that? I, I feel like all the guys who went through the senior day thing are moving on. I think Nebraska's already probably had conversations with people. I think that they uh, already sort of know who's, who's moving on, and I think that's why Culp was the only one who didn't have a, a sort of senior day moment. With, with Mills, too, I mean – 
I think, you know, he's, he's been at Georgia Tech. He's been in the junior college ranks. He's been at Nebraska for a couple of years. I, I just think it's at the running back spot, you know, you, you kind of need to to be a little bit more aggressive than you do at other positions with, with taking your shot at any kind of professional career. I don't, I don't know what that looks like for him, but um, I, I don't know that another year in Lincoln really benefits him a ton. You think differently, Brian? Um, I don't know for sure. Uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's interesting that Culp was the only name that, that wasn't on there. Um, but I haven't kind of given up the idea that a few of those guys might be back, uh, especially the way you heard this is on the other side of the ball, but the way Eric Chenander talked last week, you know, and you can say, oh, that's what they're supposed to say publicly. But it, it, I could see why he would want like Ben Stilley you know, for one more year on his defensive line while he builds around that, that would be big. Um, and so I, I, there's a few guys I wonder if they might say, you know, uh, college football's not a bad deal. I want to play one year where it's kind of normal again, hopefully. Um, and there's fans in the stands and all that and uh, take another run at it. But it's, it's just interesting because – I ask it because I was writing something today that will be on the site about the running backs. And we leave this season with such a mystery sort of about the young guys that we really don't know anything about the young guys at this point. And uh, that's, that's why I wonder what that future holds at that spot. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, we'll stick with the running back theme. My oddly specific prediction is that Ramir Johnson is going to score a touchdown in the state of which he played high school football. His home state's actually New York. BC, I'm pretty sure, wrote the story about how he used to take the uh, the bus to get over to his prep school in New Jersey from Brooklyn. But uh, Ramir Johnson is going to score on Friday night. It is going to come via the throw ball on a screen pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, successful screen pass. Can you imagine? That's old prediction. Well, you got new guys in there. Maybe, maybe they can uh, turn turn the luck there. Michael Brunch just threw Brandon Hymas under the bus for years at Screen Pass Mediocrity. No. <laughs> I mean, that's colder than BC to Jack Stoll. <laughs> Jack, you know what? Jack Stoll's like about the nicest guy on that roster. I think sometimes. So I, I really don't want this uh, this thought that I that I'm not a Jack Stoll fan. Oh, you won't have to hear about it after this year. (laughs) Anyway, um, overly specific prediction. I've struggled to come up with a good one. Um, I think Luke McCaffrey will lead Nebraska in rushing yards in this game. I think he will have 94 of them. And I think one of them is going to be uh, about a 32-yard th- 32-yard touchdown run where uh, he doesn't get tripped by the shoelaces. Um, I think it's going to be your, your typical old-school Husker attack, a lot of QBs and running the football, and I think Luke uh, shows up again. I like it. I like it. All right, pick to click. We'll go reverse, BC. Uh, give me uh, Damian Daniels. Um, having a solid football game. He's going to be important in this game either way, whether it goes good or bad, he's got to be that guy. Uh, he was against, you know, Iowa. And I thought he played pretty good against Purdue. 
Um, he was kind of trending the right way. He's going to have to give a lot of snaps and just be a guy who maybe it doesn't show up in the stat sheets, but he creates a lot of stuff, uh, cleanup tackles for everybody else. I'm going to go Garrett Nelson. I think that he will have a sack on Friday night. So Garrett Nelson giving a little rush off the edge. I think that they've done some, some stuff with him. On third down, I think that, uh, you know, especially that Purdue game, he was pretty active. So, I like what I've seen there lately. I'll, uh, I'll go Ben Stilley on defense. I think he's playing really good football. I think when you kind of talk about guys potentially coming back, I'm intrigued by what he does um, because I think he's playing really good football right now. Um, he's a local kid, maybe wants that uh, real senior season. But uh, I'll say I'll say Ben Stilley picked a click. He's going to get a sack uh, for Nebraska on Friday. Okay. Score prediction time. Bruns, who you got? Who's winning? What's the score? Uh, Low-scoring matchup. I, I struggle to pick Nebraska just based on how the season's unfolded. I'm going to go Rutgers 20, Nebraska 19. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm right in line with all of that, except I'll put Nebraska emerges victorious, 24-23 on a Connor Culp field goal in the waning seconds. It's going to be similar to that Penn State game from 2013. Hmm. Hmm. Man, who's returning the kickoff? But you know, we'll figure that out as the game goes. Uh what the hey? Nebraska 20, Rutgers 19. <laughs> Did I just get prices righted? Did you just did you just bid a dollar? I was seriously, I'll tell you what. If both you guys picked a certain way, I was gonna pick that's how I feel about this game. So that said, with no obviously if you make a twenty nineteen prediction, you you don't have any idea what's gonna happen. Uh, I think but, all three of us have a one point game and it's two for Nebraska, one for Rutgers. So Well, we we're on a Husker site. Uh Man, they they need a little feel good. They need a little pick me up before Christmas. The state needs it. So, uh, the, Connor Culp, uh, you said at the buzzer. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is it going to be? Wow. How long? Uh, let's say thirty-eight yards. Like, e- like easily good, or like he bangs it off the upright. Uh, well, it goes through, and Dan Bailey doesn't make an appearance, so it's in the direction of the actual field goal. Um. There might be a little bit of a moment where people think it could get pushed a little bit, but he sneaks it in. It doesn't touch any of the upright. It'd be like uh, maybe after – remember the game at Penn State, Nebraska won an overtime where Pat Smith had to hit it twice because Nebraska got a, a penalty or whatever before he made the first one in overtime? I, yeah, that's what I referenced, the 2013 game. Okay, I missed that. Sorry. Wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That was a cold game. I know. Yeah. That's the whole reason I picked it. All right, uh, 2019 Nebraska. All right, well, that's the, uh, that's the Husker Hypecast. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll review the game. Uh, I think we'll do it tomorrow night. It could be Saturday. We'll see what Brunts wants to do. Um, you know, it, there's not another late-night football game for him to have on, so he, he might just want to talk about this one. So we'll leave it up, we'll leave it up to him. Uh, we'll have all the coverage, though. Even though it's a Friday game, you can expect everything that you've come to know from Husker 24-7. For its post-game coverage and its game coverage, we'll have the live threads, we'll have the updates, we'll have all of that stuff going, plus everything afterwards, Scott Frost comments, and more at Husker 24-7. So be sure to check that out. We'll catch you tomorrow.
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.